Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, as always, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on the 17th of February. And yes, football is over. We don't have to talk about who's going to win the game this week because there isn't any. We're going to break down the Super Bowl um, a little bit and then move on. When I say move on, we're going to be talking about the Lightning. The Lightning have been playing awesome lately. A couple great wins. USF Bulls, local men's basketball. Huge game tomorrow at the Yingling Center up on campus. It's going to be sold out. If you don't have a ticket, maybe you can catch it on TV. And of course, a little bit of raise news because it is spring training time. The number here is always 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com gets you on the show. If you have a good email, maybe we'll get it read. We'll be right back to kick it off in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. In the heart of Brandon is your local family-owned fine jewelry store. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry. At Macaulay Fine Jewelry, we have a group of very talented designers and jewelers on site who would love to help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece or choose from a wide array of beautiful fine jewelry. Planning an engagement or wedding this spring or summer? Look no further than Macaulay Fine Jewelry. Stop by our new showroom today at 201 South Kings Avenue. Same great staff, same great service. Shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Yes, it's been a crazy week. Of course, we had the big game Super Bowl last week. Uh, The Lightning have been playing great. And, of course, we had some emails about the game. What happened with San Francisco? No 10-point lead coming to the end of the game. They actually ended up firing their defensive coordinator because he did not fit into the scheme of things with the big picture. Explain that one to me. It just gets crazier every week, it seems, in the NFL. So I think that if you look at the game, you have a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who, if he had to give the ball to someone at the end of a game to win it or lose it, it would either be him or Tom Brady in his prime, I suppose. And right now, you have a situation where with the uh, kickoff in overtime, both teams are going to get the ball and an opportunity to score a touchdown. They're saying that the San Francisco 49ers should have um, deferred and let um, that, that the Chiefs go down and score and then get the ball back and try to go down there and match them. So, I, you know, it's, it just gets weirder each year the way they get these rules changed. You have defensive players on um, the Niners saying that they weren't aware of the rules. Well, you know, how about you aware of the rule to go out there and stop the offense that's on the other side of the field from scoring? How about that rule? Did you ever think about doing that one? So it's one of these things where it's just the nitpicking that's been going on. You know, you have 
um, everything with you know, the, the Chiefs going on with, with, with Taylor Swift and you know, every every game it seems to be something else with, with that fiasco and then you have the game itself which with all the pomp and circumstance the halftime show the seven million dollar commercials that I didn't think no most of them were worth anything to be honest with you the game itself was bordering in the first quarter I believe and you know came down at the end yes the game was tied and did the better team win I tell you the team with the better quarterback won you heard about Brock Purdy did he give the game away was he not able to go out there and and get the job done with the team that he had around him I don't know I, th- I thought Purdy played pretty well when you um, have Kittle catching two passes maybe I don't think that's going to help your cause you have McCaffrey running for only 70 yards I don't think that's going to help your cause now Shanahan does he do a good job coaching that team yeah absolutely he does the defensive coordinator they got, they got rid of like I mentioned did he do it? Did he deserve to be fired? This business, you now the NFL, here's what it comes down to anymore. The NFL is 40% entertainment, 40% business, and the other 20% football. So when you look at the game, that's what you can expect on any given week, whether it's week one or the Super Bowl week. And unfortunately, I don't see that changing anytime soon. And to me, uh, the pro football is losing its luster in a lot of ways, in my opinion, because of all the, the on-field shenanigans, all the, you know, the, the, the celebrations, all the... It, it's, just, it's just different. You have the sayings in the end zones, you know, whatever it might be. I'm not going to get into them all. You've seen them all, and you wonder why they're there during a football game. It's for entertainment. Football is for entertainment. So is any other sport out there. If you want to go basketball, baseball, football, uh, the NHL, college sports, entertainment. We're going to talk a little bit about those, but just wrapping up the Super Bowl, I, for one, am, am happy that the um, – game ended with no significant injuries to either team um it were, the game was was played in a you know in a good situation out there in vegas and i think that um both both sides did a good job the refs let them play there weren't many calls that you know, raise your eyebrows saying what's going on with that play so for all those reasons i think it was a good thing if you're a big halftime show person um you know i understand that that's part of it it always has been and i suppose it always will be but one of the things i miss is game sevens you don't see game sevens in the NFL. You know what? And it's probably the, the, the two favorite words, two of my favorite words in sports anyway, is game seven. Because that's where, you know, the teams know each other. They've already played six games. They're pretty much tired of playing against each other. They want it to end. It's going to end. And you go out there and you, you know, play 120% and see where the chips fall. What it's going on with NFL football because it's so widely widely bet all across the world whether not just in the United States in Vegas or whatever the casinos but online all the prop bets everything else it's just it's not that the other sports can't be bet as well I'm not saying that but it's become more of an entertainment 
and then of course from the other side of it a business end of it now when you're when you're going through when you're hiring 30 something year old offensive coordinators after one year in the NFL trying to get your team there. What's that saying about the league? What's that saying when you have someone like, uh, oh, I don't know, Bill Belichick didn't even get hired with the eight opening positions that were available between the end of the season and and the Super Bowl. What's that saying? It it just doesn't, um, you have the old school going out, the old guard going out, in my opinion, the new guard coming in, the new guard, you have these head coaches who have to constantly look over their shoulder because a lot of times the the offensive coordinator is calling the plays and that can make or break the game, make or break the, the the season for that matter. And who's who's on the hot seat? The head coach. And then they take the offensive coordinator, promote him to some team, and it just keeps on going around and around and around. And to me, it's not even about it's not even about skill anymore because you can go up and down the carousel. I'm not going to break it down right now, but you can go up and down the carousel and see all the changes that were made. And you'd say to yourself, well, I, how does this guy fit in here? Or, or what did, you know, what did Dave Canales do after one year to get a head coaching job at Carolina? It's about the people that you know. It's about the connections that you have. Canales is there, for example, because of his relation with the general manager of the team when he was with the Seattle organization, plain and simple. So you make these changes. Someone has to take the blame for what happened. If you want to look at the um, the defensive coordinator, you're going to tell me that you're the top three and points allowed, uh, touchdowns allowed, and all those stats, and you're going to be let go because you didn't fit into the scheme. Nah, there's something else there. You know, someone didn't get along with someone. Uh, so somebody has something to say. They like the way it was done better the last time around by the last coach that was there probably a year ago, the way things are going. So that's what it's all about. And it is a business. So when you look at free agency, what the Bucks need to do in the draft now, free up some cap space, go ahead, see if they can sign Mayfield. Once they sign Mayfield, then they can go after Evans, make sure Evans gets his um, contract tied up and, and all those things. So that's that's the business part of it. Uh, I'm happy that the season ended well for the Bucks on an up note, uh, better than I thought they would do. Honestly, I thought that they would be somewhere, um, you know, around record-wise. I was pretty close, but I did not think that they would win a playoff game. So I'm happy they did. That probably saved the coach's job, and hopefully that's a good thing going into next year so with all that said we're going to put a lid on the nfl i do want to say what a tragedy you know you have the super bowl um good victory now whether you're a 
a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan or a, a football fan in general, you had to be happy with the, um, the the way the game was played. It was a good game. Chiefs won. You go to the Super Bowl victory parade in, in Kansas City. And then you have a tragedy where you have two juveniles being charged with, you know, shooting 22 plus people were injured. I know there was one that was um, obviously uh, killed, and just it just kind of ruins the whole thing. That's the way the that's the way it is right now in this world. Unfortunately, you have to stay away from from crowds. It seems in many situations, and uh, you have to have your head in a swivel. Whether you're on the field trying to avoid getting tackled, or you know, just in general going to a, a a victory celebration. So, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought of the last game of the season. JBSports.com. We did get a lot of uh, emails re- regarding uh, the game, and of course, what happened afterwards with the victory celebration. Uh, that was just so tragic, and hopefully, the people that uh, did get injured are able to have some full recoveries and get back to their normal lives as best they can. Love to hear your thoughts on it. GBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-814-5031. That's 800-814-5031. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. A little golf update. I know a lot of Tiger Woods fans out there. Well, you've probably heard by now, Tiger had to withdraw from the second round of the Genesis Invitational, which is the uh, tournament that he hosts. Um, partly because of illness, they're saying. So he pulled out of the tournament after hitting his tee shot on the seventh hole at Riviera Country Club. He was taken off the course in a golf cart driven by a tournament official and, of course, very upset about not being able to finish the round. If you remember, on Thursday of this week, uh, the first round, of the Genesis there, he had to fight some back pains, some spasms that he was having. And then, you know, you look at what happened on um, yesterday, he wasn't able to complete the uh, the round. So here's, here's a situation. I mean, come on, Tiger's 47 years old. Uh, he, he was one over after six holes in the second round. I know it was his tournament that he hosts, and it's it's a big thing for him. So I'm going to give him a break with that. But 
going forward here, Tiger, you've had five back surgeries, five major back surgeries. You're 47 years old. Why are you still playing? I mean, I know your son Charlie's out there and you know you have a father and son tournament where you go out there and have some fun together and, and enjoy that relationship. I, I definitely get that. But for you to go out there and think you're going to participate playing against the pros that there are today, I think you're delusional. You've had a great career, a storybook career, someone that just can't walk away from the game. Know when it's time. And uh, am I saying it's time now? Only you know that, Tiger. No one's a doctor. No one's in your head. I know you take it as a challenge every time someone says you can't do something. I know you think that you're out there and... Um, you know, whatever it takes, fight through the pain and go out there and play. Well, luckily, you're still able to walk after some of these accidents that you've had uh, in, in some car collisions. Uh, like I said, five major back surgeries on top of that, 47 years old. I think it's not going to make a difference to anyone else, really, but you and your loved ones, what you do at this point going forward. So if you're out there going, to, if you think you have to prove something to someone, then I guess keep going and doing what you're doing. If you're going to prove something to yourself, why don't you prove that you can be out there and 20 years from now, when you're... Uh, 67, you can still walk without having to be carted around the course from hole to hole. So that's just my thought on that. Um, we'll see who wins in that tournament. But uh, I do want to touch a little bit about the um, lightning. If you follow them this week, this is the time of the year where you have the cohesiveness coming together. You know, we had some injuries, of course. We got some people that are coming back now, little by little. So, and as we do that, our defensive um, plan that we had put together earlier in the season is now coming to fruition. We were able to put three games back to back to back against um, the, the Blue Jackets against the Bruins in a great 3-2 game, and then against the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday, 6-3. Now, we were down. We scored the last four goals in that game uh, to come back to win. I thought that was the best game that we played since the break. I think that you're starting to see a team right now. It helps to have the best player on the planet. Don't get me wrong. We're talking about Kucherov here. I mean, he's someone who... He's out there. He's got, what, 57 assists, 36 goals, 93 points overall. Now, him and McKinnon keep on going back and forth. But when you look at it, you know, Kucherov, he tends to downplay everything. And But, of course, any little edge of motivation to go out there and, and give him that, um, that edge, that's what these guys are looking for at this point. Like I said, we've taken... 12 out of 15 games. So I do believe it was the best game that we've played. And the reason why, the top guys did their jobs. 
you know, you look at what's going on and who scored and uh, what the Lightning are doing right now. So you have Stamkos that scored a rear down. Of course, you have Kucherov out there. Every time, what I liked about it is that every time that we fell behind, I think it was we fell behind one zip in the beginning. We came back, we scored, and we came right back and tied it up. And then again, the second time when we were down three to two, Stamkos scored, and now we get right back at it. And then it was lights out from that point. Big game tonight. You have the Panthers. Now that's going to be again the Panthers are playing on all cylinders. They're I think they have seventy four points, the same amount of points as Boston has right now. Uh, we're at 65 for a good point of reference, but um, it, it's it's become more of a rivalry, um, and I guess a team that is just good. So I expect the game at uh, it's five o'clock tonight. I think it should be a good game. I think that if you look at, we're going to go as far in the game tonight as our defense takes us, and you can say that about any game during the season any game in the playoffs when we get to the playoffs that we're going to be out there. We're going to have to go out there and have a defense that's coming together. Sergachev now going to be out for a while, obviously. So we have to put together a game plan to take some of the pressure off of Vasilevsky. Again, Vasi, if you look at the difference between the first 10 games when he came back versus now what he's doing, there's, I believe, at least a whole goal difference in his um, production there between the pipes. So I think that when you have the people doing what they're supposed to be doing, then you're going to get the results that you're looking for. And again, this is a time of year where the top players step up. Um, you know whether you're on the offensive side of things, the defensive side of things, or or between the point or between the pipes. You know, Braden Point had a great goal, and um, Vasilevsky's save gave the Lightning the, the shootout victory the other night. Vasilevsky stopped 36 shots against Boston. Um, Brad Marchand's thousandth game. So, you know, Hagel stepping up. Like I said, when you get the people that are supposed to be out there doing their job to do their job, it makes a world of a difference. And that's what we're doing right now. And I think that if you look into the future, um, we're in a good position for the playoffs. And again, how many years you have to say it, nobody wants to play the Lightning in the playoffs. Doesn't matter if it's get in there as the eighth seed or if you're the top seed. Nobody wants to play us in um, a seven-game series because no doubt we have the offensive firepower to go out there and light up the scoreboard. What's going to be the um, wild card, if you will, is our ability to go out there and play consistent, reliable defense from the blue line in uh, day in and day out. And that takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of uh, teamwork. It takes you being on the same page with the people on the line that you're on or the line that you're changing into or whatever it might be. You know, yes, Cernak now. So I think that as we go forward, we have to be happy with where the Lightning are. I've said throughout the um, 
earlier part of the year, the end of last year. Uh, once February gets here, that's when you look at what's going on. And I think at this point, momentum is taking us in the right direction. But, uh, again, we got a couple emails from people regarding the lightning, and we're going to get to more lightning next week, obviously, as we get more into the playoff situation. So I look forward to a great game. Looking forward to it at 5 o'clock today. Hopefully you can catch it and uh, let me know what you think. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling, serving Valrico and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, Fire and Ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need. Also specializing in new installs, using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment. Don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill. Over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services. When you don't want service with a guest, call the best. Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Call 863-797-7096. That's 863-797-7096. 7096 or online at fireandiceair.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. This is the time of year where, yes, football is over and we start talking about basketball. Um, it is the NBA All Star game this weekend, so uh, we talk about the skills there with the three point shooting, with the slam dunk contest, and um, some of the other skills that they put on entertaining. You look at the over under for the game on Sunday, it's like 363 points, so it's not going to be a defensive battle by any stretch of the imagination. When I'm talking about basketball, I'm talking mostly right now about the NCAA men's and women's. This is the time of year where the conference games mean so much. The matchups are coming down to the end. They're getting ready for the conference tournaments, which is getting ready for the NCAA tournament, aka the big dance, if you will. So to me, that's one of the best times of the year. Now, last week, we looked at the uh, basketball and we talked about UConn and Purdue separating themselves from the rest of the country. Well, that team was cemented once again this past week with eight of the other 14 teams in last week's power ranking suffering at least one defeat. All three of those teams in that waiting room lost. So that's the way these games go. The next three teams under consideration also lost. But let's look at two of the biggest storylines of this week's ratings, Wisconsin and Kentucky. The Badgers have lost four in a row, including back-to-back defeats this past week at Michigan and Rutgers up there in Jersey. They're still one of the four teams in Division I men's basketball with double-digit quadrant one and two wins, which we'll get into that next time we talk more. But their efficiency-based metrics are falling, and they're just number 51 in the country over the past eight games according to the polls that we use for analytics, which you know I love so much. So the Wildcats also find themselves completely out of the power rankings, disappearing from the waiting room following a loss at home, nonetheless, to Gonzaga. So it's fair to start questioning the solidity of some of their resume, too. Um, there's this 2-5 and five against the squad one opponents, and, you know, mid-December games against 
Florida, Mississippi State, and Arizona were some of their best wins. So can either of those two teams turn around? Wisconsin offensively and Kentucky defensively have to fight their way back into the top 16. And I think they will. Team of the week, in my opinion, was the Nevada Wolfpack. Uh, the dreams of a six-bid Montana West got a shot in the arm this past week where Nevada won at Utah State on Tuesday and then turned around and knocked off San Diego State on Friday. So the Wolfpack were one of the few teams nationally to beat two projected NCAA tournament teams this week were also improving their resume enough to find themselves knocking on the door of the projected brackets there. So hats off to them. They had a great week. Um, I, it's coach of the week. What I want to say about the coach of the week was... Well, before I get to that, I will say I think the win of the week was the Clemson Tigers beating North Carolina Tar Heels 80-76. to uh, there was a slew of impressive wins this week. <coughs> Excuse me. Florida crushing Auburn was one of them. Texas A&M blowing out Tennessee. It was another one, in my opinion. Uh, K-State knocking off Kansas in overtime was a great game. And they all deserve recognition. But knocking off the number three ranked North Carolina in Chapel Hill, I think, was the um, win of the week. And that came at the hands of Clemson. They scored the first basket of Tuesday's game and had a 15-2 lead in the first three and a half minutes and never trailed after that. P.J. Hall, 25 points, had a huge game. Girardi the third, uh, 21 points, had a big game. So, you know, again, congratulations to Clemson. And that takes me to Coach of the Week. And that's something that's a little bit you know, more local, in my opinion, because when you talk about the Coach of the Week, we're talking about USF Bulls Amir Abdur Rahim. First year coach here. He knew when he accepted the job back in March that he was taking over a program in a tough spot. The Bulls were coming off a 14 and 18 campaign and had never finished 500 or better in league play since moving from the Big East to the American in 2013. So that didn't stop Raheem though. Um, he brought in a couple of players with him from the Kennesaw State team that he took to the tournament last season. And, you know, USF was picked ninth in the AAC. And as of right now, after beating Rice on Saturday, uh, they're by themselves atop the conference standings, entering the final seven games of regular play. So they've won nine games in a row, 15 of the past 16, and they sit at 17 and 5 overall and 10 and 1 in the AAC. So congratulations to Coach Abdur Rahim. Big game for them. Uh, Sunday, like we talked about uh, tomorrow, I believe it's a noontime game. Although, well, don't hold me to that. They're going to be playing uh, FSG, uh, FAU, and that's going to be one of the uh, bragging rights. Uh, Chris Youngblood's coming off a, a great game for USF. He's someone who, if you listen to him talk, 
heard an interview the other day with him on some station, and he sounds more and more like a getting ready to be a coach. So um, FAU has some talented guards, obviously, and I think that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be hard for USF to not make the tournament. The last time they did was in 2012 when Stan Heath led them there. So I think if you look at what USF is doing, uh, they're going to be at the Yingling Center, 10,000 uh, capacity. They'll find a way to fit maybe 11,000 in there, and um, it's going to be great. It's, it's a great little venue. I think that you're going to be able to see some um, long sought after USF fans up there. It's been a it's been a dry spell, no doubt, going up to some of those games. But uh, tomorrow is going to be something. Even though they're sold out, maybe you can get some aftermarket tickets someplace and uh, possibly. You know, get to the game. If not, definitely watch it on TV because it's going to be, I think, um, a, a very good game. Want to touch a little bit about the Rays? As you know, spring season is upon us here. Pitchers and catchers, and um, getting ready to get the rust off, ready to go. And um, so, talking about the Rays, you can't help talk about the uh, St. Pete. The stadium down there just to let you know that there's supposed to be an April vote for everything uh, by the city council that was pushed back to May so and that's that's pretty much due because they did not have the financial documents that they need for the meeting in April so now that's pushed back to May um, you know any further push any further Pushbacks is going to really um, delay the entire deal. So you're talking about a 1.2 billion dollar deal for the Rays with this stadium down there in St. Pete, in the same location, and I may say a failed location at that. And um, you know we're having a hard time getting financial documents to be able to get to a meeting to be able to set that up. So what's that saying you know, long-term for um, this effort with the stadium? And, and again, I know it's early, and but Rob Manfred uh, of the uh, Major League Baseball, the commissioner, is already putting some pressure on the board to be able to get this moving forward. They don't want any more delays. It's important to them um, that they see one of their teams putting everything together that needs to be put together so that when the time comes, they can you know, go right back in there. So, I mean, is it going to change the outcome when they build a stadium of what the, the, the attendance and the issues? Yeah, yeah, maybe for about 30 days, 60 days, you no know, bright, shiny new game. Yeah, it might. After that, I, I I don't see it. I just I, I said it from the beginning. I don't. The stadium, if a new stadium was to be built, it should have been built here somewhere in the Tampa area, downtown, Channel Side, that kind of area where you can really get the 
influx of traffic coming from the uh, east, from the Orlando area. I think that would definitely help. So we're going to be talking more about that, obviously. So as we close the door on one sport, football, uh, we're going to be talking much more about the Lightning and, of course, the Rays and, of course, NCAA basketball, both men and women's. Congratulations to Caitlin Smith on what she did with breaking the all-time women's scoring record, Division One basketball at Iowa. Uh, if you look at if you look at the difference between the college athletes and the professional athletes, uh, it's like night and day. The college athletes are a lot of times playing for the team on the front of their jersey, not the name on the back of their jersey. Caitlin Smith, uh, hats off to her. She's a class act, both on and off the court, as it seems. She um, broke the record. Also, there's the single game women's record there um, for her team. And I think that as you look into it, she has a chance. I think if I looked at the numbers right, she's averaging about 32 points a game. She's got a good chance of breaking Pete Maravich's um, all-time collegiate scoring record. That would be the last game of the regular season against Ohio State. So that Iowa-Ohio State ticket should be a fun one to watch. Congratulations to the Iowa program as well um, as to her and her teammates because... As you know, it takes more than just one person to be able to uh, have the achievement and recognition that she's had. So, guys, that's all the time we have. It's great to be back on the show here. Uh, we're going to be sending me emails. Let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know what you think the Lightning need to do to really keep going. They've been on a streak. We want to keep it going and um, get to the playoffs and see how far we can go. Any thoughts, GBSports.com. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the GB Sports Show. Appreciate you guys listening to the show. We'll talk to you next week.